0: In the beginning was the Word, John opens his gospel by saying. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. What came into being was Him was life, and that life was the light of the world. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Through this metaphorical language, John, in the prologue to his gospel, tells his version of the Jesus story. In John, we don't have shepherds keeping watch over their flocks by night. In John, we don't have wise men traveling in from the east. In John, we don't have stables or mangers or multitudes of the heavenly host. In John, we just have poetry and metaphor and symbolism. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. In Him was life, and that life was the light of the world. Light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. It's all so lovely, really? And no less lovely due to the way that it somehow, in 14 short verses, encompasses everything about the Jesus story, the birth. The life, the ministry, the death, the resurrection, the significance, the purpose, the coming restoration, all of it there in those short 14 verses. This 14 verse synopsis is missing a story, yes, but in many ways because it's missing a story, it is even more powerful and evocative than any story could possibly be. And this is so because this synopsis reminds us that while the Jesus story is a story, a narration of an event that absolutely happened, it is also a mystery so profound that it defies explanation. And that, to the point of today's sermon, is what most typifies John's gospel. John, unlike the other gospel writers, treats the person of Jesus of Nazareth as a mysterious gift that cannot be fully understood as opposed to a human being who did tremendously mysterious things. Let me say that again because it's a lot, but it's also important. John, unlike any of the other gospel writers, treats the person of Jesus of Nazareth as a mysterious gift that cannot be fully understood as opposed to treating him like a human being who did tremendously mysterious things. As we round out this brief sermon series on the four gospels, we conclude today with a close look at the gospel of John, and we highlight how in John, Jesus is from the outset the divine word, From the very beginning. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus is the herald of God's kingdom come. But in John, Jesus is the very source of God's kingdom come. Jesus in John is not only the kingdom's herald, that is to say, but he is also the kingdom's architect. Not only the one to bring it about, but also the very one who conceived of it in the first place. And this may seem like a distinction without a difference. But the reality is that the difference between these things is the difference, all the difference, in the world. And make no mistake, I'm not saying that Matthew, Mark, and Luke disagreed about Jesus having a divine nature. They all thought that he did, and they each went about trying to convey this aspect of Jesus's nature in different ways. No, instead, I'm simply pointing out that of the gospel writers, Only John foregrounds Jesus' divinity. In the three other Gospels, we have a human Jesus who mysteriously demonstrates divine qualities. In John, we have a divine Jesus who mysteriously demonstrates a fullness of humanity. And the point to be made here is that in the mystery of God, both of these aspects of Jesus are essential to his very being, both the human and the divine. But because this seems like a complete contradiction, something we could never possibly wrap our brains around if true, Consequently, therefore, only poetry and metaphor can point us beyond the paradox and into greater levels of truth and understanding. Hence, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was there with God in the beginning. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not. Overcome it. Tell all the truth slant, Emily Dickinson writes. For success in circuit lies. Too bright for our infirm delight. The truth's superb surprise. Tell all the truth but tell it slant, for success in circuit lies. While Dickinson is not here describing John's approach to his gospel, she may as well be. For what Dickinson means in a poem that perfectly captures the very essence of what poetry is is What Dickinson means here is that some things just can't be directly explained or directly apprehended or directly recognized. Some things just cannot be directly understood. For the truth dazzles gradually, she writes leading ultimately to its, quote, superb surprise. Such John wants to make clear through his own poetic efforts in verses 1 through 14 is what the incarnate God in Jesus in the kingdom of God that Jesus represents was and is a gradually dazzling truth. The ultimate Surprise. For centuries they had waited for a Messiah. For centuries they had looked forward to the coming reign of God. For centuries they had held out hope for redemption from sin and evil and even death itself. And then comes this mysterious man. Man. So mysterious that none who saw him, none even of those who followed him, truly understood who he was or what he represented. My kingdom is not from this world, Jesus says to Pontius Pilate, in the trial that would decide his fate. And I come to testify to the truth. To which Pilate then, uncomprehending, Just as all prior to his resurrection were in varying ways uncomprehending. Just as all of us today are still in our human limitation, never fully comprehending. Pilate then in response says to Jesus, what is truth? Well, some Seventy years after that exchange, John writes his gospel trying to answer that very question himself. And in so doing, he tells the truth slant. For a beautiful mystery like Jesus, John is saying, with this there is no other way to tell it. For only in circuit can success lie. We conclude this sermon series in this more poetic way, and we deliberately end the series here with the Gospel of John. Because one of the things that the Christian community learned as it began to move through the decades was that the potency of this Jesus that the potency of this one who was in fact truth incarnate, that his potency lay in the infinite inexhaustible richness of his inscrutable nature. We can and we do well too try to home in on the aspects of Jesus' humanity, on the things that make him like us. And likewise, we can and we do well To marvel at his divinity. At the things that make him far greater than we could ever dream of being. But the real mystery of Jesus lies in the combination of these things. In the riddle of the paradox. The fact that the one who created the world entered the world to save it. That the one who first created humankind became human himself. That the one who will dry all tears at the end shed such tears himself. That the one who will ultimately overcome death knows himself what it is to die. How do you express such a mystery? How do you possibly convey such wonder? How do you begin to articulate such inexhaustible richness? Well, according to John, you let poetry do the work. And therefore, to conclude this sermon series, I will close not with a point but with a pointer, which is to say, I will close with words that point beyond themselves to a far greater mystery still and listen closely to them. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things came into being through Him. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. In Him was life, and that life was the light of the world. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. May these slanted words continue to dazzle us gradually. That we may be delighted all over again by this truth superb surprise and all God's people said. Amen.